weekend. It was a small, small group of us, maybe 10 women, who wanted to advance in their fields. And I was by far the youngest. I was sitting there. I was like, okay, I have a lot of questions, and <laughs> I need to learn a lot right now. So, Which is probably, honestly, the best position to be yeah. in. Yeah. Really young and eager to learn and curious. Absolutely. People are so willing to help. Absolutely. And as an entrepreneur, that is your number one asset, is yeah. being willing to learn. You yeah. have to always be open to everything and taking it in, taking nuggets from what everybody says and yeah. applying it into your business. Hi there, welcome to the Power of Why podcast. The Power of Why aims to deliver the message that fulfillment begins with self-awareness. That self-awareness is a muscle, it is a skill, and it requires practice. I want the Power of Why to show you that being the round peg in the square hole is your ultimate superpower. And the only way to achieve that is by being you. Through this platform, I want to introduce you to women who are in tune with their why and who inspire a different way of thinking, who have inspired me to unlock and embrace the things that make me different. This show aims to dig deeper into the importance of why you must take the time to build your self-awareness muscle in order to feel more fulfillment in your life. This is not a show that attempts to illustrate a blueprint for finding your why, because it's different for everyone. But by sharing these stories of change makers who are living out their why, the hope is that it sparks something in you to ask different questions or dig a little deeper around what makes you tick. You are in for a fantastic episode. Today's guest is Maddie Hessian. Maddie began her career at the age of 14 as a professional fashion model. Maddie has always been cognizant of physique and health as a model and a competitive ski racer. From early on, Maddie noticed a gap in the industry about the knowledge of health and the education of young girls on how to get to where they want to be in a sustainable way. Maddie learned the value of health and the importance of having a fitness and nutrition coach as a factor in life and in achieving success in her career and personal life. With her BA in athletic development and health and a minor in entrepreneurship, Maddie is on a mission to make health simple and give her clients the building blocks for sustainable lifestyle and of health and wellness. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 10 of the Power of Why podcast. My name is Naomi Hailey and today I am joined by the Maddie Hessian. Thank you, well, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me, Naomi. I'm so excited to talk to everyone and get to talk to you. Should be fun. Um, it's actually interesting. Maddie and I went to high school together and <laughs> we went to different uh, schools for university so we you know, stopped talking for a few years and then recently reconnected. Um, the power of the internet has been super, super grateful for it. Oh yeah, communication, man. Like I, I was so excited to get to reconnect with Naomi. We're both doing similar things and really helping women empower each other and, and putting our word out there. So I'm really happy to be able to, to, to do this with you and collaborate. Super pumped. I, you are in for a really great episode. Maddie is focuses on the on the wellness space. She's a fitness and nutrition coach. Uh, she just launched her you know entrepreneurial journey a few months back. Um, she has been a model for a few years, but kept that you know <laughs> a little hush hush. <laughs> so today uh, we really wanted to talk about entrepreneurship and Absolutely. you know your journey starting out in this world. You you know recently moved to Toronto as well, which has been an interesting job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about your origin story and what came before this fitness and nutrition uh, coaching business. Absolutely. So I mean, I started off my whole life is from a young age as a model. Um, my mom owned a modeling agency growing up, so I really grew up in that whole space of um, modeling and of 
you know, taking care of yourself and knowing how to how to look. It was always about physique with the modeling. Yeah. Um, and and then I went on to, to, to model in my in my in my older life. And uh, I traveled Which international. Which is also still young. Yeah, no, I was 14. <laughs> I was 14, so older life. But um, I traveled internationally, and, and I really saw a gap in the industry about health and really teaching yeah. our girls how to get to where they want to be in a healthy, sustainable way. Because you walk into the agencies, and they, you know, they look at you, and they say, you're beautiful, but maybe you need to lose 5, 10 pounds, and you're already... You know, maybe you know you don't need to lose five, ten pounds, and yeah. and I just saw so many girls kind of go down the rabbit hole and not know how to do that. So I was lucky enough because I was also a competitive ski racer growing up. So mm-hmm. I had I was I learned the value of health and having you know the value of having a coach and learning. I had a personal trainer. I had a I had a nutritionist, so I had someone telling me what to eat, how to gain that muscle. Yeah, and I was really able to take that and apply it into my modeling role. And I mean, it served me well, and now I noticed that I could be the one to teach those girls how to do that as well, because it is, it's, no, it's no lie that, uh, that the modeling world needs a little bit of education when it comes to health and wellness, yeah. so I'd love to give that to other people. Especially with your type of background in terms of actually being in it from, yeah. from a young age. <clears throat> I mean, you know, when we were in high school together, she, you know, you were modeling, and to have that support around you, your model's also in the industry, mm-hmm. so you know, having someone to look up to um, in that type of situation is such a huge help. Absolutely. Having that support system has been everything. Yeah. Um, and that guidance. I, I wouldn't have been able to guide the world without her, for sure. And so I really, I'm thankful and grateful that I've had her just to learn from and, and, to, and to be able to walk the path in a healthy way and never have to veer off. Mm-hmm. So I'm really grateful for that. Very cool. So before you moved um, moved to Toronto and started on this new journey, um, you studied at Bishop's University, right? Yes. So can you talk a little bit about um, you know some of the education background that you yeah. had in this space? No, absolutely. So leaving um, high school as a competitive ski racer, um, I knew that I wanted to continue in this health and fitness industry. I loved it. It's always been my way of release. Exercise has always been my way of reconnecting with myself and being able to let go of the stresses. Some people paint. Some people dance. I love to exercise, and it really brings me back every time. Um, so I went on to Bishop's University. Um, I got my BA in Athletic Development and Health yeah. um, with my minor in Entrepreneurship because I knew that I knew that <laughs> I had to do something on my own. I had to go out there and really get my word out and about and educate people on health and wellness. And uh, yeah, so I have my my BA in Athletic Development, which is like the kinesiology side. So all about the physical being in the body and, and learning how to move and being able to really build muscle and stuff like that and then the, the health aspect is the nutrition aspect mm-hmm. so um, you know just being able to put menus and work with people on on their nutrition and being able to dive into each individual's what they can eat and how they can apply it into their lives so um, yeah the bishops was an amazing amazing experience I, and it was such a small school so I was able to really get to know my teachers yeah. and be able to be able to learn from them mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. So you mentioned um, like each individual, like what people in terms from like um, an eating mm-hmm. meal prep um, perspective, but also exercising. I mean, it varies from person to person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, based on their lifestyle, but also <clears throat> what they're trying to achieve and what their outcomes are. Okay. So Maddie and I went on a call maybe like 
two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Because um, I had some questions about goal setting, to be quite honest, <laughs> and, That's right. and how to um, properly set goals to achieve the outcomes that I wanted to see in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about you know different methods. So Maddie asked great questions, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as a coach does. But can you talk a little bit about what happened after you finished school and then you know came out to Toronto and started your business yeah absolutely so um, I think one of the really important parts about being an entrepreneur is having someone to look to who has gone before you so having a mentor to ask questions to and follow and take little bits and pieces of what they've done and apply it with your own little spin to it so I've been lucky enough to work with a woman named Kathy Savage and I went to her um, a business mindset weekend with her in Boston and I didn't leaving school I knew I had a big idea and I knew I had a vision and I wanted to follow it but I didn't quite know the steps to take how to get there so um, I went to her her weekend it was a small small group of us maybe 10 women who wanted to advance in their fields and I was by far the youngest I was sitting there I was like okay I have a lot of questions and I need to learn a lot right now so which is probably honestly the best position to be in yeah really young and eager to learn and curious people are so willing to help absolutely and as an entrepreneur that is your number one asset is being willing to learn you have to always be open to everything and taking it in taking nuggets from what everybody says and applying it into your business so I went to I went to Boston and I said you know I was kind of thinking about going into um, personal training at a gym and that's kind of the the path I was gonna go and maybe eventually lead off into personal training by myself and Kathy said absolutely not you need to dive head first into this you need wow. to go out on your own and like again take what we're telling you and just run with it and just dive head first because as soon as you have something else to lean on yeah you don't put your heart into um, like a plan B like exactly if you have something else to lean on so I, I just stepped into that role of, entre- of an entrepreneur right away off the bat and I went, okay, this is what I have to do. If, if, Kath, if my mentor and the person who has built an amazing empire before me, yeah. if she's telling me to do this, I'm going to do this. So that's what I've been doing. And then I moved to, I moved to Toronto with my boyfriend in September. And from Ottawa, right? From Ottawa. So I'm born and raised in Ottawa. Ottawa um, <laughs> is a great city. Um, it's nice and quiet and clean. Um, and I came to Toronto and just basically was, I've been heads down ever since. I had a, I had a little bit of money saved up from after school and I, I lived off of that for the first two months while I was prepping everything and then I launched in October and I've just, of 2018, of 2018, October 2018 I launched and it's just heads down ever since. Okay, so <laughs> when you, that's a lot because, you know, um, there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there now and I think it's definitely an interesting time um, in this space. Yeah. When you dived in, you know, with the advice of your mentors, okay, there was definitely fear in that, right? Oh, absolutely. And how did you manage that? Absolutely. No, there will, there's always, and, but I don't look at it as fear. I look at it more as anticipation. So you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're excited about something. It's maybe a little scary, but being able to tap into your belief in yourself yep. is probably your biggest tool in your toolbox. You need to know and believe in yourself that you can achieve it because um, I know we were talking a little bit about risk and I don't really use the word risk in my vocabulary I look at I look at that word more as being brave so I think entrepreneurs always always have to bite off a little bit more than they can chew so you're you're always stepping out of your comfort zone but that really is the invitation for growth because your comfort zone's here 
then you bite a little bit more often than your cup reads here, and then you bite a little bit more often, and you grow and grow and grow. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, absolutely, you need to know in your heart that you can achieve that goal because anything you want to do is possible. Like 100%, you just have to go for it and work for it and always be willing to learn mm -hmm. and always be open to that. But absolutely, absolutely, you're going to be a little bit fearful, but that is that's part of that life. Is all part of it, and yeah. that's how you know you're alive and you know mm -hmm. you're doing something amazing. Mm -hmm. Risk is an interesting um, thing to talk about. So is fear. Um, the way I see it, it's interesting, the way I see fear is do I want to be nine years old looking back thinking what if I had done this at age 22? Yeah. <laughs> where, where, you know, could my life have gone? And that's what freaking scares me. Yes. Because when you're, you know, starting off on a new journey or deciding to start this project or launching this new business, there's always uncertainty and that's what risk is. It's mm -hmm. that, that uncertainty level. Mm -hmm. but that's when you know that there's more, like the most opportunity to grow yes. in those Absolutely. things. So when you talked about your comfort zone growing, yes. that's like you becoming a fuller and like more wholesome person. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, and you're really able to step into that yeah. and just show up in your skin as mm -hmm. you are and you're yeah. not faking it because you you have grown into that and, and that is a beautiful thing. You grow every day and I wouldn't trade that for the world. <laughs> It's true. It's yeah, true. No, I completely agree. Um, so yeah, one of the things that we talked about was, um, so okay, regardless of how you want to phrase risk, what are some that you took um, throughout your life that really paid off for you and maybe some that didn't? Yeah. We have one example for each and what you learned from both. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, a risk that I took not long ago, last year, my fourth year of university, um, I've, I've always been a hard worker and I always like to be busy, so I keep myself organized all the time. Yeah. Um, but I took on the role of editor-in-chief of my school paper last year with my, you know, with my all my classes and a relationship to uphold and friendships to uphold and, and you know, projects to do. And I decided that I would be an amazing editor-in-chief <laughs> and, and I've always been a writer. That was yeah. one of the other routes that I was going to take yeah. um, before I decided to stick to health and fitness. But um, yeah, I took on the role as editor-in-chief and I definitely, definitely bit off more than I could chew. I was overwhelmed. It was a lot to handle. Um, there was just a lot coming at me. And you know, your mental health starts to slip a little bit and you start to go, oh my gosh, like how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna achieve everything? And I thought about walking away many times, but- From the role? From the role. I was gonna, I was gonna yeah. hand, hand it off to someone else um, because it was becoming too much. But instead of doing that, I decided to step into the role of a leader because I had accepted being editor-in-chief. Mm -hmm. I had a team of, I had a staff of like 15 people that I was managing and writing all of these things. And I decided to look at it as an opportunity to learn. Um, so what I did is I ended up delegating. I said, oh okay, God, thank you. there's a <laughs> lot coming at me yeah. specifically. I am going to distribute it to my people. My people are here to help. They want to learn as well. So that's what I, I learned how to I learned how to deal with my team at that point. So I said, you're gonna take care of this. You're gonna take care of this. You're gonna take care of this. And I started time blocking my schedule. So I said to people, you can contact me between this time and this time. And I delegated those times of the day to, to do my editor-in-chief role. Yeah. And from there, things started to become a little bit easier. You know, you, you get to manage. You get over that first hump of overwhelm 
and, and you learn and everyone gets a little bit better and, and you, you deal with things as they come. But really being able to learn how to delegate in that time, um, that's something that served me and I still hold on to every day. Mm. And, and learning how to manage my team and, and manage expectations <clears throat> and all that sort of stuff. Very important yeah. skill to learn early on, oh. like management, like how to manage people, mm-hmm. um, how to manage your time, and how to manage like process. And Absolutely. if you're able to figure out all of those, I'm sure, 100% certain that these skills have served you in your business as well. Oh, 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I walked away knowing that even in that the most intense time in my life, I came out successful and I came out with so much knowledge and experience that I knew I could handle anything mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. yeah, definitely boosts confidence. Yeah. What's maybe a risk that didn't work out for you? Yeah. I've taken a lot of, I've done a lot of things uh, in my life. I graduated high school early, moved to Milan. Um, a risk that didn't work out for me. Um, <laughs> maybe it's like, Maybe honestly, it could be your perspective on it too, because even when, it's interesting for me, even when things didn't necessarily work out, I never really see it as a failure. Oprah talks about this all the time. It's just, you see it as a redirection and that turning into something that you never would have freaking expected at all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh yeah, here's, here's the examples. I mean, as a model, you walk in and you meet hundreds of agents and hundreds of people and you're gonna get one yes for every 10. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so learning not to take things personally, I think is really important. That's one of the key things that I tell any entrepreneur that's going in, that's starting a venture. Don't take anything personally. Control what you can control, yeah. let go of the rest, and just keep moving forward. But mm-hmm. absolutely, um, never taking anything personally, and just being ready and open to accept a rejection, because or a no, because it's not yeah, always it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. You know, it's yeah. going to be up and down all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you? Okay, in terms of coaching mm-hmm. and finding a coach to help you out in your early days, um, do you do you think that's a crucial thing for those who are just starting out to have someone who's already done what you're trying to achieve and help them support you? Had you compare that to had you not, you know, gotten some coaching? That's a great question. Where, how you think, how would things have been different for you? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I think um, even if you don't know them personally, like I'm, I'm lucky enough that I have my mentor on a personal level, and she helps me here and there. Um, even if you don't have someone personally, just having, having like a Tony Robbins or someone who inspires mm-hmm. you, someone who pours love and inspiration into you, some, someone that excites you that you can learn from. I think that is a super important part of not only. The success in your business, but also the, your personal growth. Right? You need to, you need to always be growing. And I think if I hadn't um, searched for someone who was doing this too, and hadn't found, because I was the one who found Kathy Savage, I said, oh, she's really cool. She's a health and wellness coach. I'm going to join her because, like, I have a coach, right? She has, she has a collection of coaches, and one of her coaches is my coach. Um, so I think always having levels and always learning from someone above you is so important so important it doesn't like I said it doesn't necessarily have to be personal it doesn't have to be a no, one-on-one connection yeah but always learning from someone um, who's giving who just wants to give information because those people who have built something that you want to build 
have so much to teach you and they then step into the education role and you want to learn from them so absolutely i don't know where i think i would have been floundering a little bit had i not just had i not discovered the whole mentorship idea and being able to find someone i would quite i would be on a completely different path you know yeah i wouldn't have been able to step into and have the belief and passion to step into an entrepreneurial role on my own i would i needed that a little bit of guidance to, to help me there you, you always do mm-hmm. it's almost it's interesting something clicked it's almost having like tangible proof that what you're trying to achieve has certainly already been done yes so you probably avoided like a lot of mistakes that kathy kathy right yeah, that kathy. kathy made on her journey that she's like teaching you about yeah. so you it's definitely like a, i love talking about mentorship yeah. um coming into that though I'm sure you had to be clear on your value prop and what mm-hmm. you had to offer because you know these people uh, like our time is very valuable. So she obviously saw something in you, mm-hmm. but how did you ready yourself for that, for meeting her and you know that opportunity for those who yeah. want a mentor? Well, I was scared. <laughs> I was straight up like I'm going to meet this woman now. Yeah. Like okay, here I am, straight out of fresh out of university, like. I have some experience in my life, but I, I haven't worked the working work, the working world the way that so many people have. So I was yeah. definitely nervous going into it for sure. Okay. Um, but you know, you read yourself. You you just bring what you have to the table, and if if you're in that position that you're you're searching for someone, you already know you have a light inside of you. You already know you have a fire that's driving you, that's exciting you. You're looking for more, and that is all anyone can bring to the table, yeah. right, is that fire. And and any mentor would see that in you, absolutely. If you're going to them saying, I want to learn from you, I want to know what you've done, I want you, like, will you help me? There's no way they'll say no. There's no way they'll say no because you're bringing a passion that is a new passion that could that could take what they've done and expand it even further. So, mm-hmm. so it's a beautiful thing, really. You're just kind of ripple effect all over the world. And in health and wellness, that's all you can ask for, right? It's just allow everybody to find some ease when it comes to their health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so is there anything like, in terms of tangible advice for people who want to reach out, because you didn't know Kathy, so mm-hmm. what was your approach for finding her, reaching out to her, and like, what did you say initially? Yeah, yeah, good question. So um, she has, in my specific situation, like I said, she has a program. So she has coaches who work with people um, in to help yeah. their health and fitness. So right. I stepped up my game when it came to health and fitness. First, I had to work on myself first. Yeah. So I started there. Thanks um, for talking about that, by the way. <laughs> of course, of course. Like, none of this is easy, and it requires tons of self-awareness. So. Mm-hmm. No, and you're like I said, you're always growing. Yeah. So and then you you want to share that, which. Um, yeah, so I stepped into her her health and fitness program first, worked on myself, got myself to a place where I was happy, kind of got over that um, plateau when it came to my own health and fitness. Like I said, I've always been an, an athlete, but there still needed, there was always room to grow, right? So I, I got there, and then I really fell in love with the whole community that she had built. Yeah. Um, and from there when I saw that she was kind of branching off and starting to do a little bit more business mentorship, I got in there like... Put your hand up. Oh, I was like, hello, <laughs> yes, please, I'm in. So I'd actually drag my mom to Boston with me. I was like, you're coming. Um, and then you just, you, you, you don't, there's nothing you really can prepare to say to them. You just say, 
I want to learn from you. I'm here, I'm ready, I'm willing, and they are not going to turn that away. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's nerve-wracking at first, but it's, a, it's an amazing <clears throat> thing, and, and having a mentor has changed everything. For the better. Definitely, like, fast-tracked and being able to, like, just take in so much of that knowledge. I guess, sir. Can you talk a little bit about the, the community of like-minded like folks that you've been meeting along the way? Yes, I can. <laughs> it changes everything. Surrounding yourself with like-minded people changes everything. I, I, I've had- Oh, I totally believe It's like, it, it, I mean, if, you're, if you are willing to work on yourself, you have to be willing to expand that into your entire surroundings. Like your entire house has to be, you know, in positive vibes. Anything that's sending mixed signals isn't gonna work in the long run. You have to, like there's some people that might not support you in this and that, I'm sorry, you might have to, you might have to say, that's fine, I appreciate your honesty. I'm going this way, I might have to leave you behind a little bit. You know, you have to kind of figure out what's gonna work for you in the long run. Yeah. And you have to ha bring that support in and that community in because having support around you just helps you, it drives you forward. Because you know in those moments when it goes down, you know there's ups and there's downs and when things, when self-doubt starts to creep in and restrictions start to creep in, you're able to look at the people around you and they kind of, they lift you up and they say, you got this, you, you're, you know, you're in a... Okay, we're going to jump right back and show you this But maybe we'll start to talk about how do you go about aligning your day and do you have any morning routines or evening routines to ensure that you're not busy but productive? <clears throat> no, great question. So I think as an entrepreneur, um, every day is a full day. You have the same amount of time as Oprah, and you need to get Beyonce. <laughs> you need to get everything in in that time. Right? Yeah. So I wake up around seven or seven thirty. Not my happy happy place. I'm not gonna lie. I like to sleep in till about eight. That is my happy time. Okay. <clears throat> it's not sleeping in. <laughs> it's not sleeping in. But I usually get up at eight. So yeah. I've really taught myself to get up, kind of be in that early morning club. Um, and get a little bit more done in the morning so that I like to keep the late evenings to myself. So how am I going to fit it all in, right? And I've really taken to time blocking. Every part of my day is blocked off. Even if I'm having dinner that has a specific color and it's blocked off, my whole day is time blocked. And that really allows you to keep on track and organized. I think if you're looking to step into the role of an entrepreneur, you have to stay organized. Organization is all part of it. Calculation is all part of it. So I like to wake up around seven. Um, the first thing I do is I go through about a 20 minute yoga stretch, just get my body moving, kind of wake up a little bit. Like I said, it's not my happy time. Um, but I really kind of just wake myself up in that time. I do about a five minute uh, meditation by Tony Robbins. It's called The Emotional Flood by Tony Robbins. It's, cool. It just brings you, it just brings memories back and, and really allows you to step into your day. Um, and then I spend, um, I have coffee with my boyfriend and I, and then I'll go to the gym. So the first kind of two hours of my day are really just focused on me, making sure that I'm yeah. showing up in my best skin, making <laughs> sure that I am aligned and I am ready to go. And um, then Thank you. And then, yeah, and then the mornings, I usually do any calls I have, one-on-one -on -one calls. Um, I'll time block that. Um, and then the afternoon, I'll be doing research, I'll be doing work, I'll be doing actually physical work, um, making programs for people, um, emailing back and forth. 
Um, and then the evenings we'll have team calls a lot of the time. Pretty much every night we have some sort of training session or learning session we're talking. Um, but every part of my day, like I said, is time blocked. And just following that, I, I color code my time blocking. It's really fun. And <laughs> you just kind of like... Scheduling can be fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you have to be efficient. And efficiency is all part of it every single day. And that's what allows you... Um, it, it allows you to step into that kind of taking control of your day because no one else is going to do it for you. So you've got to you've got to make sure that you're aligned um, with your day. Hundred yeah. percent. And do you also you mentioned it's interesting. I time block emails as well. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, especially when I'm like trying to get work done. Yeah. Um, if you get email notifications. Um, it's so distracting to come out of your work, mm -hmm. check the email, and then um, adjust yourself to get back into that momentum and that groove that you said. Yeah. So do you also time block emails? I do. I time block um, specific times, and I'm always talking to people, right? Because in my in my industry, it's all about relationships. It's yeah. all about conversations you're having. So I actually have the volume on my phone off, so it doesn't ding while I'm doing something else. If I'm focused on goal setting at this time of day, my phone's quiet. If emails are coming in, I'll deal with them when it's time for that. Okay. So yeah, I, I set that aside as well. Perfect. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a switch of gears, but um, earlier we talked about fear setting. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, off camera, Maddie said that she doesn't even think about what if it goes wrong, <laughs> because she's so narrowed in. On, yeah. And she sees. Yeah. You see your vision. Absolutely. And I think, like, ah, with the self-doubt, how do you deal with self-doubt and reservations is the ultimate question, but there are definitely different um, perspectives on this issue. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about how you see self-doubt or if you do ever yeah, doubt yourself? Absolutely. Um, I think the way I see it, like Naomi just said, I mentioned earlier, when I was launching my business, I never thought to myself, what if this doesn't work out? That wasn't a thought that I allowed to come in because then you make it an option. Yeah. I think if you say, oh, but it's, it's possible, it's possible it might not work out. If you're deciding to become an entrepreneur, you don't have that option. You're like, I, uh, this is the way I'm gonna be. You have an idea of what you want and you're driven towards that. So what I do in order, it's, it doesn't become what if this happens, it's how am I going to make this happen? So that's when kind of a little bit more calculation comes in. It really is, you can really bring it down to a math calculation. It's, it's okay, if, if, I have, if I have a goal, let's say, because a lot of the time when you're starting out, it's a financial goal. I mean, every entrepreneur, the first year or two is, is stressful. You're, you're, you're building, you're going, and sometimes you, you've got your bills to pay. So let's say I know that I have X number of dollars that I have to pay at the end of the month for rent, okay? And my goal is to be able to pay my rent with my coaching clients. Let's say that that's my goal, okay? So I know that because of something that um, I call KPIs, which are key performance indicators, so knowing- All business students should know that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> because I, I had, a, I had in my entrepreneur minor, um, we, I had some business classes, so yeah. KPIs. Um, knowing what little things are are bringing you forward. Yeah. Um, so if I know from my KPIs, I have an 80% close rate. Okay, so everyone I talk to, 80% of the people say yes. If I know that about myself, I know that each and every day I need to talk to this many people in order to bring in that many people in the week in order to reach my goal by the end of this amount of time. So it really is just taking that daily action, figuring out what little steps you need to do to reach that, and doing those little steps 
every single day every single day you get there so there's not this kind of you're not up here going oh what if it doesn't work out you're like no I am here I am on the ground and I am running I am running towards what I want and I will get there and you have to be tunnel focused on it you have to have a vision and an idea of what you want and just daily action every single day to get yourself forward and if you're coming into an entrepreneur um, environment kind of maybe part-time and you don't have full-time every single day maybe some people are have an idea of something they want to do but they can't commit their whole day to it finding those times in your day people we call it like the extra eight hours you're at work for eight hours a day you're sleeping for eight. you're sleeping for eight you have another eight hours that you can do what you want to do when are you going to figure out the times to do that daily action so for me of course it's nerve-wracking going into into a, a venture like this but fear I take that fear and I calculate it and I say what do I have to do in order to make it happen love it Tim Ferriss um, talks about fear setting and it's actually it's similar to what you're talking about taking whatever because at the end of the day we need to be practical in that as well yes so yeah. <clears throat> which you are um, but if you can write it down and look at that fear for what it is, mm -hmm. you actually take away all the emotional aspects of it. Um, that as humans, are, it's natural for us to think that way. So, okay, if you can make it more tactical and more tangible, mm -hmm. and actually write it down and write out mm -hmm. everything that you can do to just mitigate it or move past it, I think you're in a much better position to succeed for sure absolutely and letting what excites you drive you mm -hmm. and I think if you can live a little bit more in your heart then that will drive you forward knowing that what you're doing because you can be up here you know I talk I was talking a lot of calculation is a lot of mind movement and you're, you're leading with your mind but as an entrepreneur you also kind of have to lead with your heart so if, if you spend more time in what excites you and allow that to drive you and then put the two together, I think you've got a recipe for success. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's great. And that was the the next question to kind of go into for those who are stuck and have an idea and have no idea where to start or just they know what they need to do but for some reason cannot get to that space. Totally. You already talked about what advice you would give them, but if you were to sum it up into like two, two or three um, tangible things, what would that be? Absolutely. Um, again, always be open to, to learn something. That'll, that'll give you more than you could ever ask for. Um, but my one piece of advice I would give is stop getting ready to get ready. I think we can spend so much time preparing and so much time dreaming and so much time like really thinking about it and, and we can think about it all we want but without that action it, it won't come alive and I think you really need to have your why I mean this this podcast is called the power of why <laughs> know what excites you in your heart because that is your why that is your why you don't have to sit there and wonder what your why is whatever it is that makes you excited and gets you up in the morning that's your why allow that to drive you and really just get going on it don't spend any more time because you're going to learn as you go yeah that's the thing you're not going to learn any more than you do you when you're doing it you're going to learn all the time you always just have to stay one step ahead of everything else and you're going to just continue to learn and continue to grow um but you can stay in one spot for as long as you want you really can but you're you're gonna like we were just talking about um naomi said that she read a book called who stole my cheese 
and you stay where you are, and it, it's yeah. all of it. She just explained everything yeah. to me, but it, you can stay comfortable in one yeah. spot, but eventually you're gonna need, you're gonna run out of whatever kept you there. You're gonna need to go over here. Yeah. So um, just taking little daily action every single day, and just jumping in with both feet. You have to be willing to take that leap, and it's nerve-wracking, and it's exciting, and it's everything you could ever want it to be, and it's it's an amazing thing. You can't ask for anything more than um, than following your passion. Yeah, I I can't preach about that anymore. <laughs> I mean, the reason why I started the podcast it wasn't to give people strategies to try to find their why because everyone's method, every, the way people go about it is going to be different, yeah. and our reasons for doing this are, are also different. But if you know, I could use this platform to share stories of how people went about it, yeah. what questions they asked themselves, um, you know, realizing that they have setbacks too and you're not alone in that is, is courageous and I think it's brave. Um, <clears throat> so thank you for that. So the last two questions which I ask all yeah. my guests are, um, for one, what is the go-to resource that you have, whether that's like a book, a podcast, um, a person, like a coach mm -hmm. that you uh, look up to, when it comes to entrepreneurship, business, wellness? Yeah, no, great question. I mean, there's resources on resources, and I think um, any entrepreneur has all of them at once, right? That's um, part of the problem. That's part of the thing. It's like there's so much yeah. information, and you kind of got to dial it back. Yeah. Um, I listen to at least one podcast pretty much every day um, on my walk to the gym. Some people don't, like some one of the, the mentors I look up to, she doesn't actually go to the gym. She works from home while watching videos. I like to spend time, I like to take that time for myself, and, and it is part of the time freedom, right? So I listen to a podcast um, on my way to the gym and on my way back, so I'm always learning from there, and, and those have served me so much more than I ever could have thought possible. Are they business-related, fitness-related? They're business-related, fitness-related, mindset-related. Um, sitting in meditation is something that I have found recently to be a huge help because your mind starts going right yeah. you, you like I said you live up here a little bit you're like Mah! but being able to bring it back in and remember why you're doing it and and just recharging that way is fantastic so meditation um, reading I've started to read more business books um, I used to always be a novel reader like I said writing has always been a passion of mine um, and reading and writing so yeah reading at the end of the day before bed is, is a great thing um, enter it you just yeah talking to mentors talking to other people your support group your 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 tribe around you is one of the biggest resources you could ever use and utilize yeah that's a good one too and final question which is very fitting for the power of why is what is your what gets you up in the morning and for people it's interesting for people who are very clear on what it is you notice that Maddie definitely touched upon it several times throughout the interview and all of her questions because it's who you are yes. more than what you do, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, what is it that gets you up in the morning? Man, that's a great question. I Like I said, everything that excites you is your why. Touch into your heart, know what gets you up in the morning. Mine, um, I've always been someone that has lived outside the box a little bit. I Like I said, I, I mean, I moved to Milan when I was a kid. I, I've done always done these different things and I always knew that I was meant for something really, really cool. And I and and more recently now as I've grown into this role, I know that that, that, that greatness is service. 
service to other people, bringing my knowledge of what I know about health and wellness and allowing it to be easy for other people and bringing that ease into people's lives. Um, it, it really has nothing to do with me and it has everything to do with helping as many people as I can find, like I said, find ease in their lives. Mm -hmm. And that's what gets me going in the morning. You know, when I had my very first client come on, I, I went, okay, this is a real person that is coming to me for help. And I get to pour everything that I have into them. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, when, they, it, when someone says thank you, it's like, oh, <laughs> you're so welcome. You're so you are welcome. so welcome. And that's, yeah. what, that's what drives me, is yeah. just service and being there for people and, mm -hmm. and watching them bloom into everything that they ever wanted to be because the health and fitness industry is so loud. There's so much information coming at you all the time. You don't know, and if you don't have any sort of athletic background or you don't know what works for you, finding someone that can help you figure that out yeah. and clear the waters if I can be that person for someone, that drives me every single day. Thank you. You're Thank you so much for, <laughs> for sitting down on this episode. Of um, I can't believe we're already, you know, episode ten. So yeah. very this is, I love this podcast. I've I've watched a bunch of other of the other ones. So Thank you. yeah, you're welcome. I hope that I was able to bring some information and some nuggets yeah. to, to the viewers, and that you take something from this and are able to apply it into your life. That's the key it's the application portion of it yes because we could read all the books that we bought we can listen to all the podcasts but if you don't actually take that and run with it or take it you know mold it into yeah. what it's going to work for you then you're never going to see things start to happen in your life so yeah. thank you thank you again for listening uh you watched episode 10 with naomi and maddie we'll see you next time bye guys oh <laughs> uh -huh. good job yay Hey there, and thank you so much for watching this week's episode of the Power of Why podcast. I hope that you took at least one thing that you could go and implement in your life today to strengthen your self-awareness muscle.